this week on Erotic Awakening. The spectrum of submission, one ring, and sunburned noses. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. The Erotic Awakening podcast, as well as workshops by Dana Dawn, are offered free of charge to our community. Because of the expenses involved, we are grateful to those that support us through Patreon and donations. People like Laura, Laura <laughs> and Marie. <laughs> And Wendy. <laughs> Yay, I got one. <laughs> okay, yes, you, you get that one. So, right. thanks everybody. So, it really does help out a lot with the, <laughs> the support. Absolutely. Dawn, um, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I am having some audio, interesting audio thing going on suddenly in my little headphones. But I'm going to say, Peachy, you can hear me, so I'm going to keep going. Today we are live on the podcast and... We are, it is so weird to talk and not hear yourself, by the way. You can't hear yourself? And I can't hear you. I hear you through your mouth, but not through these cool, fancy headphones. Oh, because I can hear you just fine, Dan. Hear me? Well, good enough for me. So I will assume everything is great then. Peachy, can you hear Dan? So give her a second to, to respond. As you can tell, uh, we are live today on the podcast. We are uh, have a variety of things to talk about. Not a to- not a so to actually get into the actual what I want to say <laughs> uh, via our Discord channel we on the question of the day someone had asked about and what we what I'm describing as the spectrum of submission and he, I'm not absolutely sure how this conversation is going to go or where it's going to go or what we're going to talk about you just got off the submissive round table mm-hmm, so I you're did. probably in the space and all uh, ready to chitter chat a little, a little bit and a little bit of chat, chatter about it so yeah so i'll have some stuff to say so my understanding of our topic is such and i've certainly seen this when we go to uh power exchange conventions and mm-hmm. interact with power exchange especially other power exchange presenters the often the follower uh, in those relationships, whether they identify as submissives or slaves or property or whatever, often self-identify as being powerful, be it the power slave or being... Or empowered or anything like that with power in it. And they make a significant point of saying that they are empowered and that they are not a uh, a doormat. A doormat, thank you. Mm-hmm. And that's all well and good. But it sounds like, and you've certainly said the same thing. Yes, I have. And it's fair to say that you are uh, an assertive human being who sometimes so much show you scare dominance. Who think about playing with you? <laughs> I, I intimidate them. Intimidate? I'm sorry. Yes. No, I don't intimidate them. They are intimidated. Good. There's a well, difference. <laughs> yes, I love that. I love that distinction. So there is some um, energy and aspect of people, uh, followers, who are being very clear to point out that they are not just doormats; that they are powerful human beings. Mm-hmm. And um, so someone brought up that their submissive had um, been on a, a Zoom class or a Zoom interaction and that they were a little, I'm, I'm not sure what verbiage to use, but that they were a little uh, confused uh-huh. because they are a submissive and don't consider themselves a power submissive and don't want to be a power submissive or a power slave or, you know, anything like that. And that they seem to be coming across presenters that that's how they're presenting submission Mm -hmm. and slavehood. And and not just presenters as well, but people that, you know, on FetLife, in other areas of the community as well. True, true. So, but um, I think their experience was a lot through... uh, Presenters presenters. Right. So, and... um, it is true. And I know for me, it took a while for me to figure out 
I met a couple of slaves. Oh my God, my story is so long. So, <laughs> well, wait, so let be, me give you a few pieces. Be, but before, before you get that, into your story, okay, all right, hold on to it. Don't lose it. I got I want, a few pieces. Don't let me lose it. We have this one aspect of the spectrum of submission, right? Where this one aspect, this one I uh, area. Mm-hmm. You guys that are watching on video <laughs> can see these hand movements that I'm making, as if that helps at all. It really doesn't. So you have one end of the spectrum of the power slave and all of that. And certainly the other end of that spectrum would be would be the subservient, what other people might say, well, you're just a doormat. But mm-hmm. somebody who their submission, their follower archetype is the passive follower, mm-hmm. the pure, I'm going to use the pure property, the, um, I wait to, I, uh, master gives me permission to use the restroom and that's just the way I like it, mm-hmm. right? Now, we've if you go a little bit further down that spectrum, we get into the unhealthy version of that, which we've run into as well. Which was going to be part of my story because that really scared me that, that I thought that's what everybody did. Okay. So we have our, our two aspects of the spectrum. And, mm-hmm. you know, now that it was mentioned and now that we started to chitter-chat about it on the Discord a little bit, it strikes me that that is really... For the most part, that's what people present as submission. It's one or the other versus the spectrum. Yeah, and there's this huge spectrum. The other aspect that I want to throw in here, just to throw a monkey wrench into all this, is the challenge, the specific challenges um, from the male male identifying submissives who are, are fighting... Often, and not always, we've seen some examples of where they've gotten through this, but we've certainly seen some examples of where they're approaching this as a, I have been taught my entire life that being a submissive, a subservient to someone, is the opposite of what a male is. And But I have found my joy in being that submit, submissive to someone, whether it's another male or a female identifying person, right? So they have that additional bandwidth that additional aspect to all this mm-hmm. um so with that as our spectrum you said i you have some story time so yeah uh, we're storytellers so i like to tell stories right so um at the very beginning when you and i got together i've got a couple of things i want to say so let's hope i remember it all when we first got together and we just started finding other power exchange couples and, you know, people that were trying to figure this out. Like I said, we didn't have a lot of role models. You'll hear me say that mm-hmm. a lot when we first got started. Well, this one couple that we met, you and I hadn't even formally collared yet. We were still working on if this was going to work for us. Mm-hmm. And um, they explained about how their power exchange worked in that she doesn't even eat unless he tells her to. If he goes away on business, he has to send another dominant over to tell her to eat so right. that she knows when to eat. And I looked at Dan and I'm like, oh, I can't do this. That is so not what I thought submission was, mm-hmm. right? You know, I I don't want you to have to take the energy to tell me when to eat. I, I, I want to know when to do that, right? So that sort of thing. And, and, and so for clarity's sake, that aspect of the spectrum is where you've gone off this the healthy spectrum altogether or so right? we consider it yeah right because if if anything ever happens to him and we've seen this happen right. in power exchange relationships before where the dominant dies or leaves and now the submissive has no tools on how to take care of themselves luckily the few couple of people that that's happened with that we know the community jumped in and helped take care of them. So when when their when their leader died. All right, I will leave that alone for the moment. Whether it's healthy or unhealthy, <sighs> I there is a level of that we have seen of codependency, and unfortunately, we have seen it by um, unethical dominants and unethical masters who cultivate that level of codependency. That I would consider uh, an unhealthy aspect of the spectrum because we as human, 
ah, I'm not going to go any deeper in it. Yeah, it's a hard it's it's a hard one and not a hard one. So I, I know exactly okay. what you mean. Very good. I, I know I want to say unhealthy as well, but I also realize that I'm not a professional and it's my viewpoint. Yeah, there's the aspect of if you choose to live that way and if this dominant person in your life does suddenly end the relationship, either maybe that's something catastrophic like they die or maybe they say, you know what, I'm not into pox anymore and they take a hike. Um, yeah, you're going to grieve, you're going to be upset, but to that point of you're able to move on with your life at some point, right? That's the, the mm-hmm. separation for me of the, the healthy and unhealthy aspect. Right. Anyway. Oh, I get it. I get it. Go on so, with your cool. stories. So, so we've got that where I'm looking at you going, oh, I can't do that. That's, that's, I can't, if that's submissive, if that's slave and you have to micromanage yes. Everything that I do, I don't think that speaks to me. That is not going to make me a happy person, right? So therefore, I don't know if I'm submissive or slave or whatever. And then we found other couples that did it differently and found out that that person was an oddity. That level of micromanagement was an oddity. And I'm like, okay, that's just their thing. That's not everybody's thing. Good. So we don't have to fit in that dynamic like that. So that's good. So the other thing that I wanted to mention, though, was that then we met, um, I'm still, over the 20 years, I still kind of like, like sway in the spectrum a little bit trying to find myself, mm-hmm. right? So then I get to a point where I meet Slave Namaste, and who is the slave from Australia? Slave. Oh, who did the dance? Yes. <laughs> I don't remember her Caroline. name. Caroline. Caroline. Okay. Very so good. Slave Caroline. Okay. So we go to GLLA and Slave Namaste and Slave Caroline put together this beautiful ritual. And, you know, you, you, um, you get invited to it, but you have to show up at a certain time. And, you know, there's certain expectations with mm-hmm. the ritual. And it was really powerful. And I'm like, oh, I'm a priestess. I want to do these things. And I still haven't completely followed through with it. It's still on my 101 list, right? But it's like slaves can do that. Slaves can lead things. Uh-huh. And when I wanted to be a, um, a priestess, right? When I wanted to be clergy, well, there was a part of me thinking, well, a submissive can't be clergy. Clergies have to run things and, you know, be in charge of mm-hmm. things. My spiritual group, stuff like that. And you're like, no, you are going to do this thing, right? So this is what we're talking about with the whole spectrum, Right. So there, there's there's different ends of it and a lot in the middle. So and then the other thing is, is that I know this person brought up this concern. And my fear was, was that their submissive had been on my last submissive roundtable because he brought up this concern about, you know, slaves and submissives being all powerful and having to make a point that they're all powerful. Mm-hmm. Right. Almost. He didn't say it this way, but what I gathered was almost like they're embarrassed to say that they're a submissive sort of thing. They have mm. to be powerful. Yes. Right? They have yep. to be powerful and they have to do this thing. And what I wanted to tell him, and instead we decided to talk about it on here, is that um, if all you're exposed to right now is Zoom and events on other online platforms, you're going to be exposed to the power slaves the hmm. presenters, the ones that want to do the things and be in charge of the things because that's what we're doing on Zoom, right? Whereas if you were at a real-time event, you're going to see the whole spectrum. Yeah. I think the, the other aspect of this, and I agree with what you're saying, is that I think there's one aspect that we're, I want to mention is the person who wants to be and wants to identify as a submission Submissive, Mm -hmm. but fears appearing weak. And therefore, right? I went through that. Yes. And therefore, that drives them to instead appear to push themselves as tough or whatever, strong, right? Um, Which is, is fine, except for it is being driven by fear, right? Right. That could be problematic. Be who you are accept yourself as yourself would be the the alternative to that, right? The other aspect that I want to mention is somebody recently posted to one of the groups I'm on says, hey, I'm new to being a submissive. Is So I've got a couple questions. One, uh, punishment. If Is it always something that 
you don't enjoy? And does the your top always pick what it is? And uh, is sex always involved? Or is sex involved or not involved? Or... And it was all, is it this or that? Is it this or or that? Black or white, yes or no. And I responded by saying, all of your answers to all of your questions are, it depends. Develop yourself. Find out what you want. Because Power Exchange, wonderful, uh, dignified, respected Power Exchange relationships happen with submissives that are these powerful leaders of industry. And... Submissives that are meek and quiet and shy. And, like you said, everything in the middle. And there is no better or worse. There is a matter of... See, here's the big trick, right? Our power exchange relationships, the goal of them is to be self-authentic. Right. Right? To find out what is in this thing here, right? So... It's absolutely, and it's just, you're not, may not see all these types, right? But find out what feels good to you and mm-hmm. embody that, right? Uh, it's so cool that you have the opportunity to be whatever you want. And the reality is, and this is from people that have been around for 20 years at this point. We've been to over a hundred events. Oh, easy. At, yeah, hundreds of events, easily, right? You will find people... You'll find people that if you are submissive type A, think that's the wrong type to be, and you should be more like submissive type B, and the other way around. But the general, the 80%, the 90% is people that don't really give a fuck. Be yourself. And they'll say, oh, isn't that nice? We have many friends that uh, certainly the difference between a... um, this person and this person is huge, right? We we know submissives that are extremely uh, aggressive and get shit done. We know submissives that are very bratty. They'll tie your shoelaces <laughs> together if you hold still too long. We know those that are sh- that are shy and and submissive and meek. Um, but we only interact and hang out with happy people in general. And all those people are happy people. They have found the niche that works for them. So find that niche that works for you. True. though. But I can see it. I mean, it just still sticks with me that they're finding it confusing that they're seeing slaves making sure they say, oh, I'm very powerful, mm-hmm. right? So, but I was very confused when I came across the person that was the extreme opposite of that, right? So there is going to be confusion with different things. And like I said, right now, I just think it's because we're being exposed to one segment of that spectrum. Help me remember this quote. Uh-oh, okay. When we first got started, your big fear was that you were going to be turned into a codependent. I remember the that quote w- Okay, because we did. I can remember driving around the the Kroger parking lot and things like that going, "Uh uh-oh, I really like this. Does that make me codependent? And we we were really – well, you have a a recovery background, right? right? So it's kind of drilled in your head not to become a codependent, and I I was picking up on that too. And what we determined is that what we were creating was an interdependent relationship instead of a codependent relationship. Yes, which is – yes. True. Yeah. That's the word you needed. That is the word That's I needed. Yes. I don't, so I don't need you to find a word out of my head after yes. all. Yes. So interdependent. And so my form of submission works with your form of dominance. Yes. And it's a dance that we do together that works for both of us. Yes. So would I call myself a power slave? Sometimes. But not all the time. I mean, I, even, even me myself. No, you wouldn't. I run... I, I run the gamut, I think. This is why, recently, and I would say, um, and, and I want to answer, I want to answer the, the question in the chat before I answer, but I'm going to answer, instead of just saying answer over and over again. Yes, sir. So here's the answer. Okay. What we did was all of those, 
the language itself is troubling, is challenging, right? If you say you're a submissive, people have this, oh, you're this. Mm-hmm. No, no, I'm not that. I'm a power submissive. Oh, you mean you're that. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, it is very similar to what we did where when we teach sacred sexuality, we try and avoid the word tantra. A lot of what we teach is tantra, tantra principles. But tantra has be, is a significantly... Um, Structured? No, different thing <laughs> than what Tantra, what you, when you hear Tantra, when you see Tantra as somebody, at least if you're living in the US, it is very different than what Tantra actually is to us. Cosmopolitan Magazine, is that the name of the magazine? Mm-hmm. Is, talks about learn these eight Tantra tricks. They're not Tantra tricks. They're Tantric. They might have some resemblance of that, right? The woman who charges $3,000 for a Tantra massage. That's not really a tantra, in our view. So we don't use the terminology of tantra. This is why recently, within the, the, a fairly recent time, Don and I have gone as our 20th anniversary of being in a power exchange relationship. We said, the language we've been using doesn't work for us anymore. And we're using this language from now on. You are a, uh, a bellet. I am. And the definition of bellet is... Beloved. Beloved servant. Mm-hmm. Now, a beloved servant, is that a power term or a submissive, meek term? It is neither. It is a beloved servant. It is you. Right. Boom. We were just talking about, this is really cool, because um, a couple of people that are that are on the chat right now were actually just on the submissive roundtable that I mm-hmm. just did, and we were talking about labels, right? How do you know what to call yourself? Slave, submissive, servant, and all right. these things. And I was talking about how some language works for us and some doesn't, and we created our own at this point. Right. And then what we'll do is, bellet means whatever I am. Whatever you create for me at this point, right? Oh, you're thinking. Well, I, I will say <laughs> yes to that, but it does not mean that it is in that if tomorrow you decided to paint all the walls black and throw glitter at me, then walking in the door, that I would say, oh, that's what bellets do. It is not what bellets do. That's how bellets get punished. And then. <laughs> I don't even know what the hell I would do in that situation. I'd be like, no clue. Um, so I don't want to say it's unstructured. It is a very structured. It has a very defined we, term with defined, defined responsibilities. Yes. And it's a clear role at this point. Right. But we did start it off by saying, here's the perfect, the, the archetype of a follower that I have created over 20 years that we have co-created, but that I have created over 20 years mm-hmm. and we found, ah, here's balance, right? So boom, we got that. Yes. And Bellum is what is you now. Right. So what has been created? So uh, to jump backwards, a smidgen is, so two questions, Don. Is there anything wrong? What is a, what we're going to say, a power submissive or a power slave, mm-hmm. other than a fantastic song by Iron Maiden. <laughs> and is it bad to be one? Because it sounds like it. We're kind of saying, well, geez, man, get off your high horse. You ain't got to identify that way. Um, so a power slave is really someone that is a slave, but can take charge does a lot of shit and gets a lot of shit done. Okay. That's how I would describe a power slave. So, and it's it's really confusing in my head a little bit because I consider um, slave namaste a power slave, right? But man, when I see her with her master, mm-hmm. there's just no doubt in my mind that she is slave. About um, an, another great example, Slave Marsha, right? Between Absolutely. her and Master Jim, yes. they run this huge convention. Yeah. Um, yourself, running these huge, you know, Power Exchange Summit convention, right? And all that kind of stuff. the space, the podcast, the books, the, yeah. So. I I, didn't think that was allowed at the beginning, though. Right. Right? So, for me, I like being able to say sometimes that I'm a power slave. Yep. Right? I like having that, those two words together in that um, I'm allowed to get stuff done. I'm allowed for Dan to say, you know, 
we're going to do this project, get this thing done. And then he goes off and does his own thing and expects me to follow through and get it done. I like that. I like, it doesn't mean I like that all the time though. I like that we can flow a little bit depending on what's needed at the time. And, and I completely agree, but just as valid, just as equal, no different is people that come to our lifestyle on as followers because they don't want that anymore. Maybe they've already, maybe they've no, been in that is... role of the, the powerful. Uh, not too long ago, we got an uh, email from somebody who says, I'm an ER doctor as my job. Right. Right. When I get home, I want to put on a collar and not be in charge of shit except for what I'm told to do. I need that, that yes. difference that for my balance. Well, they say that a lot of uh, CEOs like to yes. like to play with with submission and stuff. So and play is the wrong word, but um, because they don't want that. Now that is part of the thing that drew me into power exchange, uh-huh. right? Yep. Because I was in charge of my last relationship. Didn't want to be, but had to be right? For us to survive, for there to be food on the table, for there to be whatever, I had to take charge. And I really had been that way most of my life. So, and you had not taken responsibility for anyone else, right? We talked about this. So you wanted to take responsibility. I wanted to give up responsibility. Right. And I absolutely needed that for my healing, absolutely needed that for my growth, absolutely needed to experience that to trust other people, basically. And then somehow it went from that to shifting to where I'm like, you know, I'm actually really good at running stuff. But can't, can't I run some stuff? Where it changed is, in my opinion, when you wanted to release responsibility is because you were put in a place you had to do things that you did not necessarily want to do. Right. To Because nobody else was going to do it. It was that or uh, everything falls apart. Right. Now you are this empowered follower mm-hmm. who has the the uh, a partner who embraces and is a foundation to all those things that you do want to achieve. So now it is a joy and a gift mm-hmm. to be given respond to take responsibility and do shit. Where in the past it was like, well, it was dumped on your lap, and you better do it or else. Right. Yeah, it's a big difference there. And it may shift again some. There may be a time where I'm done with all of this. Sure. And, and it shifts back to a different part of the spectrum. And so. just to make things more confusing, and if you thought you knew what we were talking about, we certainly have a friend or two or three that are wonderfully meek, submissive. Yes, sir. How may I please you, sir? Thank you, sir. And then they turn and have their submissive now they have a submissive, and they're like, submissive, what the hell? Do the thing. Get going. <laughs> da, 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 right? We do. So they are both powerful followers and powerful leaders, or um, powerful leaders, I should say, and the more stereotypical. Stereotypicals, well, I hate that terminology, yeah. but the more submissive, submissive. Yeah. Right? Uh, you know what's funny is after this conversation that we had uh, two SRTs ago, about the difference between submissive and obedience. And I was talking about how I, I fed more off of obedience than submission per se. And um, I think that's about all the time that these questions started. I actually looked up submissive and it means to follow, <laughs> right? I am absolutely a submissive. I do follow you. Uh-huh. So I am absolutely slave or bellet or whatever terminology, you know, cause I do follow you. You do have the last word, you know, it, it, you're in charge, right? Yeah. So, and you allow me to do these other things that I do. So it, it's it's kind of how you you use the verbiage. So, yeah. Oh, I do. I do want to mention something because one of our the people in our chat said switches. So when you were talking about yeah that so some would call themselves switches, some would not. Yeah. So I, we have one friend that. Absolutely does not see herself as a switch. No, she but but is that is slave. because, uh, in my opinion, that's because in our realm, uh-huh. maybe it's just a regional thing. Uh, switches is very much a BDSM, a play term mm. for in our area. And that's why I think our friend doesn't like the word because it's very much her relationship. She's been in a relationship with her leader for 
good lord, over 30 years now. And, well, I, and, and I think of um, Lady Kaya is another good example of this. Okay. Right? Where Lady Kaya has submissives, followers, mm-hmm. unless they're visiting me. In which the lady goes apart and the capital K goes apart away and it just becomes little K Kaya. Oh, if she's visiting you. Yes. Yes. Okay. Right. So she's absolutely one of these people that... Um, can do both. And I will ask her if she considers herself a switch or if that terminology resonates for her or not. I would ask her. I was going to say, I think she does, but she's done a lot of growth and, and, and mm, I hate that word growth, uh, shifting. She's done a lot of shifting. So I don't know if she uses that terminology or not. I like the term. Growth, I but like I see. The term I see why growth, but not when it comes it. to changing who you are. In it, it and, uh, I don't know, want it to. I don't want it to sound like what she was before was bad and she's right. grown into no, no, something no, no. I good. Get that. That's it's shifted. Yeah, and and I tell you, old podcast listeners, the truth of the matter is, just two or three days ago, I suggested to Dawn <laughs> that she needs to go find uh, a sub uh, a, a submissive of her own. I think Don would make a fantastic dominant leader type if that's what sang to her. Also, at least in our area, uh, there are way more male submissives than uh, femdoms. Yeah. You know, so. You'd I have, could you, easily. You and could I've, cherry pick. I've known that for years that I could... Become female dominant and have many, 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 many choices to choose from. It doesn't sing to me. You know, for many years, over a decade, I knew that if I could become a top, I would have many more play dates. It doesn't sing to me. Then don't do it. So it's <laughs> maybe one day. I, I think somebody in the chat room oh. is very excited about this idea of you being a top. No, I can't. I just, um, I spiritual top. I can do it as a priestess. As a service. As a as service. As a priestess. Yes, I get that. So I can do that. Help people, you know, do ritual to help people, you know, manifest something, uh, manifest some sort of mm-hmm. healing. That sort of thing I can do. But that makes me feel like I'm doing it as the hand of divinity sort of thing. I'm going to say it's the hand of the goddess because that's what I do. Okay. And um, because of that, I'm the servant of the goddess doing this for this person. So, yeah, absolutely service. Good. But it's still topping. Yeah, I, I, and that leads us to the reminder that we've been promising to do a, a episode that's more about a um, uh, spiritual power exchange and spiritual BDSM. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you're reading the chat room <laughs> yes and somebody recommended you be a service dom and that's and certainly th- legit there are service tops there is absolutely service tops and I've talked to a couple of service tops and you would look hot as fuck the way I have you dressed as a dame in my head oh yeah yes nice you then, might have to show me <laughs> I, I'm Wait, bothered by how you hot know, it is for well, me to now- be honest it's- <laughs> Concerning. Well, now we have to have a place to do it. That's a good point. Um, <laughs> speaking of which. Yes. You know how everybody on on my Facebook feed, everybody's posting recently. I got my first shot. I got my first shot. I got my first shot. <laughs> yeah. I got my first shot. <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. So, no, I don't get mine till so the first. So, I am looking at these polyamory, and we're switch, switch over to polyamory from here, for a moment at least, two interesting aspects of this, right? First off, I'm looking at the polyamory groups that I'm a member of. Yeah. Most of them are about polyamory dating. Right. Uh, as I was uh, doing the research for the polyamory dating guide up there somewhere, uh, I have to also write about the dildo. Um, <laughs> and, and I'm thinking, wow, I see people are still pretty active on those groups. It's just not my thing. Because what what I I used to post here's my little intro, right? Right. Which we learned how to make great intros from our research and writing the book. People would respond, and they'd say, "Oh, hey, I want to get to know you." Well, my idea of get to know you is let's go break bread together, let's go have a meal together, let's go for a walk together, let's mm-hmm. share 
time and space together. Mm-hmm. See if you know that that thing is See if there. That thing is there. That that buzz. That I am up. not good at nine months stringing along virtual. Yeah, and uh, I, I'm I'm doing it best I can. The point being, once I get that second shot, that means I'll be able to start hitting the boards and say, "Yeah, let's go meet." Right? Yeah. Is that the way it works? That's not the way it works. Oh, come on! No, they're still saying after the second shot, you still have to do all the things you're doing now. If any of our podcast listeners are uh, nurses or would like to pretend to be a nurse and say that my uh, that I'm correct, that's probably not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> so, so. You're picturing people in nurses' uniforms now, though. <laughs> that's a good point. And this is not a medical podcast. Don't take anything we need. The reason, so, but one of the things that I want to do is, and here's Don, uh, a sidebar completely that you don't know. Uh-oh. I have been telling you, we wrote a book about polyamory flirting and polyamory dating. True. And you need to get back out there, start flexing, strutting your stuff. And you say, well, I will after the shots, after we get past this COVID mm-hmm. thing, right? I think I would like to put together a, uh, a coamory profile, a couple's profile for us. Oh, we haven't done that in... We haven't done that Holy in forever. Wow, 15 years, 16 years? Yeah. And I think that it would be something interesting to do for the for the couple of us, for the pair of us and see how that goes. See if um if it works out for us, right? The trick is how would we approach that? And I was thinking about that earlier. I think I would start off by saying as I was writing this couple's profile. Mm-hmm. I think the first thing I would say f- is first off Sex is optional completely with either one of us. So this is not going to be the standard post that you see. Right. It's not unicorn hunting per se, looking for a third for sex. Right. A bi-female bi submissive for sex. Right. Right. Um, and that's as far as I've gotten. That's as far as Yes, unfortunately. <laughs> I, would, I think I would lean towards... I think you and I, if we did go through with creating a couple's profile, I think we would be more comfortable with it being a power exchange person, mm-hmm. a follower power exchange person versus a leader. Yeah, absolutely, because I need somebody to do shit for, you know, as well. <laughs> part of this part is of because well. this, I want that service aspect of it. Well, it's actually kind of neat because um, I'll let you read the chat room. Um, it's actually kind of neat because I actually reached out to a couple recently. I told you I this know, on the you mentioned yesterday. That, yeah. Oh, we were going to talk about sunburnt noses. So um, on our 11.30 to 4.30, wow, our five-hour hike yesterday. Yes. So um, I was I was telling Dan because we live in the same house and don't have a lot of time to chit-chat. But um, I actually reached out to a couple because they posted on one of our local groups saying they if if there was someone that was into board games – tabletop games, walking, and being spanked, that they were looking for a female so to be spanked alongside the wife, plus play games and go walking and yeah, stuff like all that. All things you're into. All things I'm into. Uh, but they were a little young. Wait, are you going to say how young they were? No, I, I could. All right. I'm oh, undecided. Dear, <laughs> dear podcast listeners, <laughs> Prepare to either judge or not judge. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm 53, and the person that um, uh, was uh, talking about this yes. was 34, and I think the wife is just a little bit younger than that. So I really was like, oh, my God, this sounds perfect. Oh, my God, they're the same age as my son. <laughs> oh, man, but this is exactly what I'm looking for, but... They're 20 years younger than me. But, you know, so all this was in my head. I don't even know if I could bottom for someone that young, right? I mean, I've done it with Kaya. Yes. But I don't know. So I really don't know. So in my head, I'm like, but if I don't reach out to them, uh-huh. nothing will happen. And I will never know. So why not go ahead and reach out to him? So I did. I reached out to him. And I said, you know, and I'm going to be up front. I'm 53. I don't usually write to people that are 10 years older or 10 years younger than me. You know, just, just whatever. And um, so if you're not into spanking someone that much older than you, mm-hmm. no harm, no foul. But I felt like I should at least write because it felt yeah. like it would be a perfect fit. 
So they they've responded. Oh, did they respond? I you did not read tell it. that. Oh, come on. <laughs> Look, <laughs> I'm a two chicken. It's sitting in my fat mayo. This is like, like, oh my god! This is episode 561. We need content. Read your rejection letters, for God's sake, or your. Hey, you're assuming I'm rejected. I want you to hear me say that and take it as a challenge and go oh, read it. Okay. Well, the thing is, is even if they say, "Oh, we'd be," you know, excited, there's still COVID. Oh yeah. I still can't. I still can't. I, I could meet them on a walk uh-huh. with mask. I wouldn't do a board game. It's still too close. Right. Table topping. Well, you and I do it online with right. people, so that's a possibility. I mean, so they're still getting to know them before. So, but no, I haven't read it, so I don't know. <laughs> and uh, I do appreciate longtime <laughs> listener, friend of the podcast, Keith has told us the current CDC guidelines. I'm not going to repeat them for our audience as we are not a medical podcast and I don't want anybody to do anything that we say from a good God. Um, But it is a little bit of a buzzkill, Keith. Thanks. (laughs) Actually, I should have expected as much, to be honest. Um, It'll be okay at some point and we'll look past. Absolutely. So far for myself, Mm -hmm. um, I am comfortable that the path of caution that you and I practice currently as far as COVID and poly dating is the correct path. It's easier for me, I guess, because I have another active partner. But, you know, you know how people are. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I do want to tell you about dildos. (laughs) So. And red noses. And red noses. So. Recently, we had a wonderful conversation with Kitty Chambliss, who wrote the the Jealousy Survival Guide. Mm -hmm. Fantastic book. Fantastic episode, if you haven't checked it out yet. And I said, um, over your head, there's a little holder with Kickstarter cards. And I was going to slip a dildo in there for the next time we live podcast. (laughs) They do have this dildo hanging over your head the whole time. Well, it's kind of over. You can't really see it right right now. Well, you and I ended up switching seats. So I have the dildo chair. (laughs) <laughs> so that would not have worked well for me. Uh, although it would have looked like if, it, if I had it up straight, if I had it lit up, it would look like I had an idea. It was a lit up dildo. I don't know if they make those. They do I don't make. No, but I have one with a suction cup, so we could just stick it to your head. <laughs> then I could be a unicorn, maybe, right there. Uh, they do make dildos, in case you don't know this, oh, podcast listener. They make dildos with little micro cameras on the top of them. Why? So that you can watch and see what's inside. Is that sexy? Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think so. It might be some people's kink, but I I don't think it's sexy. (laughs) I started off, I just got the little light and the little camera, and I started off in the middle of it not knowing what I was watching. I was like, ooh, is this a new sci-fi movie or some horror movie? And I was like, no, this is what it looks (laughs) Not that it it was a horrible, it just did not work for me. I don't (laughs) dig this whole, although... Although I will admit to this, Uh-oh. very very first YouTube video I ever watched. Do you know what it was? No, it was not porn. It was not porn. No, I have no clue. One of those cyst popping videos. Oh no. no! Don't go from fucking to cyst popping. <laughs> That's just wrong. Um. So there you go. Red nose. Why is your nose red? Oh yes. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you about the red nose yet. Instead, <laughs> I'm going to tell you that um, people that already know why my nose are red include new subscribers to the podcast, to the newsletter. Oh. That's okay. not true, by the way. They, we haven't told anybody yet. But I was trying to come up with a, a bridge. Oh, to the subscribers. New subscribers include Shelly from Massachusetts. Jess from Ohio. Daryl, also from Ohio. And Flamink. From Indiana. <laughs> Head over to com and get your EA shout out. Just sign up for the occasional newsletter. To get the latest podcast news and all the dates. So um, in actuality, I have not done the newsletter for April yet, but I just scheduled a lot of stuff. So uh, newsletter should be out in a few days. Erotic you too Wigening. can unsubscribe from our <laughs> newsletter. Like you me. know what? I've had a couple of unsubscriptions. Don't really care because we get four, five, eight, ten new subscribers a week. 
So it's really cool. And I unsubscribe. I Do you? I care. It hurts me deeply. <laughs> Just so you know. All right. Red nose. Um, so those are who are watching. I don't know if that works. I don't know, uh, because just, our camera's on lag. I know, i got to wait YouTube's five lag. seconds to see if my, my <laughs> if nose if did nose. actually zoom in on the camera, because I can't operate the camera to zoom in the camera. Instead, I just Oh, here we go. Uh, uh, kind of. <laughs> uh, as mentioned, you and I went hiking for about five hours yesterday, yesterday. and then today and, we were and, both on our bikes. Yeah, and we didn't think that we needed sunscreen yesterday, because we were in the woods, but um, it's spring officially as of yesterday but that doesn't mean there's leaves on the trees and there was not a cloud in the sky so we did get a bit of sun so and then motorcycles today yes so separate rides apparently i have a sunburned nose so i did too when i got home not the most exciting reason to have no, a red nose, but maybe? you had it on the thing that we were going to talk about red noses. Okay. Talk about. <laughs> we actually had sunshine in central Ohio for two days. And even though it's only 50 degrees outside, we both got sunburnt. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, you're not kidding. It was pretty pleasant. Indeed. Do you know where the Kickstarter cards are, dear? Um, in the thing. Oh, no, but I don't no. know where the... No, Our no, open sir, deck. I don't know where the open deck is. All right. Oh, I, I see them, I think. Okay. Stand on a leash, walking around, looking for the cards. <laughs> Don, this is one of the yes, sillier sir. podcasts we've done lately. Oh. Yeah. No? Is it? Yeah. No? Okay. All right. Um, I think it's because we know people are watching. <laughs> probably. One or two. Do you two. want to go first or second? I guess really is all the... I'm going to go first. All right. Don? Yes. How do you feel about being... Deprived of your senses. Earplugs, blindfolds, headphones playing white noise, something like that. I actually like all of that stuff, so in a scene. And it's actually a little confusing for me right now because I'm also doing saltwater floats, and that is all about being deprived of your senses. So you are in um, body temperature oh, water. Oh, yes. Yeah. You're in body temperature water. You're floating in salt water, so it's zero gravity. You don't even feel yourself floating. You're just kind of hanging in midair because everything is body temperature. You're in the dark, right? So there's you're wearing earplugs because you're in salt water. So you've got no sound. You've got no sight. You've got no feeling, right? There's not really any smell. There's no taste. Please don't let there be any taste because that stuff would be nasty. That would be nasty. So, yes. yeah, so... In a non-kink sense, I'm already doing that a couple of times a week right now. So as a way of meditating and, and de-stressing. Now, in a scene, I really like it for the most part, depending on the scene. But for the most part, I really like it because there's so much distractions in a dungeon anymore. Yes. And with all the distractions in a dungeon, I can't sink into space, especially when it was at the space because I was a director. Yeah. So even though I wasn't <laughs> hosting... I would, I would be so concentrating on everything else going around me mm-hmm. to make sure something didn't need to be done or someone wasn't breaking a rule or someone wasn't getting hurt or something like that. I could not sink into the scene space. So you and I would use headphones or if the music wasn't the right kind of music for us, you would bring headphones and we would bring our own music and, and sync it up with each other. But at a space in particular, we had to blindfold each other. I mean, you would blindfold yourself. So that you wouldn't be distracted around other things and could focus well, on me. Yes, and, and that's true. So before we move into me, mm-hmm. what Maya deprived me of my senses, you're for I like it. Okay. I, I like it. I like being blindfolded. I like not knowing what's going to happen. I like not having the distractions. So, yeah, for, okay. for the most part, I like it. So for our, our people that are currently live watching the podcast, uh, anyone – if one of you would like to be the third person to do the Kingstarter cards, reply in that little chat window. We'll just take the first person, and you'll have to type in how you feel about a particular thing. So deprive me of my senses. Of course, I, I always, I, 90% of the time, I top. There are occasions when I bottom uh, that I have always included deprive me of my senses as part of it, and it's vision that I wanted to be, mm-hmm. be deprived of. 
right? I need that disconnect so that I recognize I am in the place of receiving. And maybe right. you should say, no, I, I take that back. I have, re- I have bottomed. I've bottomed for, uh, I can't remember her scene name, but at the space. Queen. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, and that was straight up bottoming. That wasn't right. just being a receiver. Now you've right. set up a couple scenes where for were, me where I've been a receiver, receiver right? Right. Mm-hmm. But that was straight up, and I have bottomed for flogging from someone, and I can't remember her name. um, Oh, I know you got a patch out of it. Yep. And um, it was in West Virginia. Yeah, I remember the event and everything else. I feel bad. I can't remember her name. I can remember what she looks like. I can too. Um, Side note, those two experiences do not lead me to a desire of the path of bottoming much, Um, but... Yeah, I, when I do bottom, I want I want the senses deprived, especially vision, because um, otherwise it just I then I'm because otherwise I'm just being a kind of arrogant about it, like oh yeah, you think you're topping me, but I'm going to remain in control. Yeah, and you know what's weird is that um, I'm also an exhibitionist, and I like to be watched. But I can close my eyes, and if and when anybody scenes with me, they'll notice that my eyes are closed most of the time. Uh-huh. If I'm not blindfolded, my eyes are closed. I don't have to see people watching me. I just need to know that people are around, and like I'm in a party place, and then I will put people around watching me. I don't need to see people <laughs> watching right. me. All right, Don. Oh. And I, I see that none of our uh, – oh, oh. Tara's going to answer a card. Okay. All right, we'll do mine first. first. No, no, let's do Tara's. That'll give her time to reply. Okay, that's true. All All right, right, so we're just going to do a random, let's do, of course I drew that one. I always draw this one. All right, so for Tara, I drew Bastinado. And Bastinado is time to beat the soles of the feet. Use an object such as a cane or a rod or other striking implement. Lots of ouch with little marking. So it's beating the bottoms of your feet. Good pick. Yeah. Sort of. You don't like that. You know what? I don't like that because the first time um, we ever went to a house party, one of the first scenes I ever saw was a bastinado scene, and it was a punishment bastinado scene, and I couldn't watch it. So I was very much against it, very much against it. Every time I draw cards, I seem to draw bastinado, right? Well, then you and I were doing a sensual spanking demo, Uh and you were asking the audience, you know, what are other places you can spank? Because we were going over butt, thighs, boobs, you know, stuff like that. And someone said the bottoms of your feet. Well, you knew I didn't like it, but you took that person's I was the demo bottom. Yeah, So absolutely. you took that person's su- suggestion, and you had a paddle, and you started paddling the bottom of my feet. And? And I was like, oh. <laughs> 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 oh, maybe that's why I like rubbing my feet on the carpet See? and stuff like that. So, yeah. Right. What's mine? Okay. So yours is... And, and Tara is mm. typing furiously her response to... Or their response to Bastinado. Bastinado. Yep. Okay. So for Dan, I chose randomly tearing off clothing a hot addition to any scene rip cut and tear all the clothing off your partner tip make sure their clothes are okay to ruin before you start (laughs) (laughs) so um absolutely on my hot list my toy bag specifically includes uh sweatpants and t-shirts that either, I bought for you that at, you've at gotten for store. me at a thrift store right <laughs> the intent of those is that, that that I would have the bottom put those on mm-hmm. so that I can rip them off right I have been known to take the same clothes and before you give it to the person you take a little pair of scissors a little pot here a little pot there a little bit there so that you can just right right because yeah. there's nothing that's sexy about when you're trying to do trying to rip somebody's shirt off and you get stuck on a, uh, a, a seam and it's like uh, <laughs> uh, 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 and it doesn't work well i like their faces i like it when you pull the clothes out of the toy bag and you're like and sometimes it's a big pair of granny panties yes you know cause, and i buy very large sweatpants and shirts because you don't know who you're going to be playing right. with and this way you know it, it'll fit anybody so dan <laughs> dan will give somebody he's getting ready to play with this big pair of bloomers <laughs> sweatshirts and they're just kind of like what the hell (laughs) and the neat thing about that is from a power exchange perspective it's pretty cool too is 
um, take the person you're about to play with and you say, I want you to go to take this box and go dress in this clothing and wear nothing except for this clothing. And of course, what they're thinking is it's a box of Victoria's Secret. Right. Right. Um, lingerie. Lingerie, yeah. really <laughs> sexy stuff. And instead, it's this ratty old T-shirt <laughs> and this old pair of sweatpants, two sizes too big. Um, and it's really cool because you could see the people when they first have the box. It's like they're might be nervous, but it's like, oh, I'm going to come out strutting my stuff in this hot lingerie. Right. And instead they come out in, you know, the, it's like, there's nothing I've ever felt less sexy in in <laughs> right. my life. Right? right. And then to be ravished and have that shit ripped off. Yum, yum. It's awesome. Uh, Tara did answer the question about Bastionado. They did. They said that they just felt it for the first time this week, but with a flogger. Very into it. Very cool. I misread that. Oh. I read that as just fell for that the first time this week. <laughs> just fell for it. That's a totally different yeah, well, scene good. than. And that's, it's just such a cool thing. Into it or not, you've got the experience. Mm-hmm. Now you found out you're into it. That's great. But just great to be experiencing things. Dawn, I think that about hey, wraps things up. And that could be something that's done six feet away. If I'm laying out flat and they've got a flogger, that could be six feet. <laughs> no, I know it doesn't count. Anyway, Never mind. <laughs> this is, I, I rescind all of my ideas that you should be atop. top. Um, Don, you've one tentacle related item. Yes. On your list, but there's two, but there so is, you can talk about that there one. There's two. Talk about Did I forget one? one? Yes. So, um, um, uh, and Sam Wall sent me a picture of a tentacle ring, and it was really pretty. I don't know that I've seen the tentacle ring. I think it came through on Instagram. I'm pretty sure it came through on Instagram. Which one do you have? I am going into the old phone here. I'm going into my folder that's called social. Ooh. Going into the old Discord. I was going to say disco. I don't know what the hell I was going to say there. <laughs> And look at this in our oh. new. In our, oh, I did up. see that. Yeah. So that was posted, and it's a tentacle tongue. Yes, Peachy posted this, and I'm not going to show it to you. If you want to, no. you want to see it, go join the Discord. Uh, that would hot be, or not? My initial reaction is not, but then it's like giving a blowjob with that. That would be interesting, with the little suckers on my tongue. I am really mixed on this one. This, <laughs> this tongue, really long tongue with st- with suckers on it. On one hand, it seems like it'd be very easy to control and be super hot. Uh-huh. I just, but the, then the tentacles lock in. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> no, don't. don't all right, fine. <laughs> Apparently, <sighs> what I could top. I have been. Someone on the chat said, don't rescind me being a top. Yes. <laughs> um, I could do it. I've got 20 years experience of being on the bottom. I've taken classes on different things specifically so that I could service top, like caning and flogging and stuff like that. Hell, I make floggers. So I've got the perfect person to teach me how to do that. You know, if it wasn't you, uh-huh. it would be arcane. So, um, eh. <laughs> lack of lack of practice is the issue. Lack of, but what if it doesn't speak to me? Like bottoming doesn't speak to you. But how many times have I tried it? A couple. Well, there you go. I've co-topped with you. Now co-topping with you is hot, but I still feel like I'm doing it as a service to you. Oh, I mean, we've cycled back. I know we've cycled back because Dan's trying to push me into topping. <laughs> I am trying to push you into. But I've um, done some really good co-topping with you. And I've really gotten into it. I can remember playing with uh, M of M and S that yes. are now up in Cleveland and punching her ass. We co-topped her. Yes. And punching her ass and totally getting into it. But it's something I did with you. I don't know that I would get into it if it was just me. No, that's fair. That's fair. And the, for people that don't know us as well, I don't really care. Do what sings to you. Mm-hmm. If this doesn't sing to you, don't do it. But your um, eyes are all lit up. Now I got to look at it again. <laughs> but then you'll be doing it for me. Uh, yeah. 
Maybe that's, that's not so what bad. I do. <laughs> Uh, you guys probably hear us say Discord on occasion. If you would like to mm. find the Discord, he says, trying to... Where the hell did I put it? Oh, here it is. Right on the front page of the uh, EA... Uh, take two. <laughs> Let me edit that. Uh, right on the front page of Erotic Awakening, if you get to the center of the page where it says join the EA newsletter, you'll also see a button... Or Discord as well. I should make that a little more clear how you can get there. Yep. So on the website, down at the bottom, where it says join the newsletter. No. On the website, dead uh, center, where it says join the newsletter. Oh, okay. Cool. You moved it. I have to move a lot of things. I, I get <laughs> bored easy. I, I move know, things around a little bit. Okay. Uh, Dawn, did you take any pictures of us on the trail? I did. So I did put out an Instagram picture of us on the trail yesterday. It ended up being the only picture we took, but I did a lot of GoProing. So I yes. might have a little videos. You have a ton of little videos. Um, I think that's it. I think that's it. I'm, oh, this one's way longer than normal. We must have had a lot to talk about. I had a cup of coffee just before we got <laughs> oh, started. that's what it is. Take a moment to support the podcast. Rate us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify. You know, I, I always say that as quick as I can. I know. But now I'm going to slow it down so that people understand what I'm doing. Saying, <laughs> rate us wherever you listen. Or just tell your friends. Hey, if you like what we're doing, head over to patreon.com slash eroticwickening. Take a look at the options like discounted stuff. Extra content. And more. The next Zoom meeting will be listed on the newsletter. And we will send it out to our Patreon supporters. Bye, Don. Bye, Dan. Bye, everybody. Bye.